This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals crush the Flyers. Anthony Mantha, a goal in his first game in Washington. And the Bruins and Rangers, both winners last night in a mass mutual East. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, April 14th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals absolutely having their way with the Philadelphia Flyers last night at Capital One Arena. The final score, 6-1. to one. And Ben, there were three power play goals, a goal differential now in the last two games of 14 to two, a game after 12 forwards got a point in the game against Boston Sunday, nine more forwards get points in the game against the Flyers an evening ago. What balance, what offensive power we have seen out of this team here in the last couple of games. And a lot of jump right from the get-go. They had almost a carryover effect from Sunday night in the blowout win over the Boston Bruins, jumping out to a 4-1 first period lead last night over the Philadelphia Flyers. And to your point, the balanced attack, the Anthony Mantha show with line mates Nick Backstrom and TJ Oshie, that trio very active. He had a little bit of a trickle-down effect as well, right, with Connor Sherry, quote-unquote, moving down to the third line with Eller and Sprong. That trio also very active, very noticeable at five-on-five. So you had the offensive contributions. You had the carryover on special teams as well after three power play goals Sunday in Boston. PP, a perfect three-for-three last night against Philadelphia, two-for-two in shorthanded situations as well. Very nice balanced attack. You won't be able to keep this pace up all season, that's for sure. But the eight goals on Sunday, six more last night against Philadelphia. Nice to see a lot of different folks contributing offensively. What must have been going through Anthony Mantha's mind after a whirlwind 24 hours, getting to know new teammates, going in without really as much as a morning skate, no real practice, car service from Raleigh to here. The Red Wings were in North Carolina at the time of the trade. You mentioned last night on Caps Post Game the texting with new teammates and hearing from coaches and all of that. And then you have a game like you had last night, Ben, where I don't know if the Red Wings have had a game like that this season. I know they've had a couple of decent-sized wins here or there, but not to be too flippant about it, this is not something that had happened to him a whole lot in the last few years, to walk into the lineup, to do what he did. And, oh, by the way, the goal that he scored, my goodness, the release, the skating ability. You can see why Brian McClellan wanted this guy. Man, he came as advertised, and right from his very first shift, first shift of the game, got in hard on the four check, forced a Philadelphia turnover. Capitals had a little scoring opportunity out of that, but throughout the game, alongside Oshie and Backstrom on that second line, you saw with Anthony Mantha, you saw the, the size and the reach and, and the rifle, the shot you referenced, the goal that he scored, beating Brian Elliott bar down, and he had the wheels going also as well. He could move for a big boy as well, so a lot of positivity there, and good for him because he acknowledged as well when he was dealt, when he was traded a couple of days ago, he was taking his afternoon nap, preparing for a game that night with the Red Wings in Raleigh against the Carolina Hurricanes. I don't think he was necessarily anticipating being traded. And sometimes for a young player like that, the only organization he had known for his NHL career, that could be a a hard thing to take. It could take a little bit of time to get over that. And instead, clearly a, a new lease on life and maybe some adrenaline last night, but he was outstanding. A very strong first impression and Sure, uh, an e- easy room for him to quickly acclimate himself with with those kinds of contributions as well. And head coach Peter Laviolette also noting a very strong first impression. He as well liked what he saw at number 39. I thought he was uh, in the mix of the play. 
all night. I thought that uh, he did a great job on the walls and getting pucks out. Probably had good chemistry with his line mates. Generated five or six shots on net. Their line generated a lot. A lot of chances, a lot of shots, a lot of opportunities. So get coming in here the way he did, meeting everybody for the first time, it's always a little bit challenging, and you never know what's going to happen. I thought he played a pretty good game. And also last night, you got six power play goals in two games, three against Boston, three more an evening ago against the Flyers. Remember when the power play was struggling? Boy, it's not now. No, exactly. Six for their last seven over the previous two games. And you go a little further back, eight for their last 17. So getting looks, getting contributions from the power play. And Peter Laviolette seemingly not making too much of a big deal out of it when he was asked about it uh, in his postgame last night, suggesting a little bit more movement uh, among the personnel and getting the puck moving and getting the defenders as a result to try to get them out of position and create some looks. Because certainly going back a few weeks ago, especially as it related to Alex Ovechkin, his shot definitely being taken away. It feels like maybe more so than in seasons past, but a little movement, a little puck movement, personnel movement and getting some open looks and they've been able to take advantage of it. We mentioned that word balance, Ben, and Connor Sherry moving down to the third line to make room for Anthony Manta in the top six. And Connor Sherry, all he did in his first game moving down was be the number one star of the game. Another three-point effort after a couple of goals he had in Boston. This team's going to be awfully tough to stop. If they're getting those kinds of contributions from those kind of places on the forward charts, this team is going to be awfully difficult to contend with the rest of this regular season and hopefully into a long postseason. Man, that would be a terrific development. And what a difference, right, compared to a year ago, which... Now it really feels like a long time ago when I bring up these names, but you think about last season, John, Lars Eller was the fixture on that third line, but whether it was Haglin with him, whether it was Richard Ponick, whether it was Ilya Kovalchuk, where they felt the need to go out and acquire at the deadline to shore up offense from the third line, they just didn't have it last season. And really, they've been trying to find it since Andre Burakovsky and Brett Connolly were in these parts, and ultimately the Capitals had to move on from those two players. They've been trying to find those nice offensive complementary pieces to go with Lars Eller in the middle. And certainly Connor Sherry has shown a knack for finding the back of the net, not only this season, but earlier in his career, especially in his time with Pittsburgh. So strong development there and a nice trickle down effect. If you do in fact, keep Anthony Mantha in your top six. And as a result, Connor Sherry finds himself on the third line. Very nice complimentary piece with Eller. And then whether it's Daniel Sprong or perhaps Michael Roffel eventually finding his way into the lineup and, and contributing there as well. Certainly, if you can get a top nine, if you can get three lines scoring, knowing the, the defensive responsibilities the fourth line often handles, it's a very, very strong development. Yesterday morning, morning skate in Arlington, I had a chance to catch up with Tarek El-Bashir from The Athletic and talking about an exciting trade deadline and getting Anthony Mantha. This prior to the terrific performance from Mantha in his first game last night, me and Tarek El-Bashir in Arlington. Well, Tarek, just when you thought that it wasn't going to be a very exciting trade deadline in D.C., it was anything but there at the very end. Michael Raffle coming over from Philadelphia, and as we look here at practice this morning, Anthony Mantha is here, and he's good to go tonight against the Flyers. It's, it's funny. I was sitting there. I, I was aware of the, the Raffle deal, and I'm checking around, and everyone's like, sit tight. Just sit tight. Don't consider that the move. And I was like, uh-oh, something big's going to happen. And we had kind of... You know, it had been kind of a slow deadline day. You know, the, the moves were, you know, small to medium size. And Brian McClellan just dropped the hammer there, uh, which is exciting. I mean, as a journalist, you, you, you live for those moments. It, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, here, here at the Morning Skate, looking out at uh, Anthony Mantha, he's every bit six foot five, 234 pounds. I think that 
he is a guy who is going to benefit from being on a winning team. He's going to benefit from being with skilled playmaking centers, whether it's Nicholas Backstrom, it looks like that's who he's going to skate with tonight against the Flyers, or Evgeny Kuznetsov, you know, Laviolette likes to mix up his top six um, when things go stale. He's got the tools. I, I got to imagine that... You know, talking to people in Detroit, there were some you know questions about whether he was engaged every night. How can he be engaged on a team that's you know thirtieth every year, and you know now they're talking about rebooting the rebuild. You know, I I, I think that coming here to DC, feeling like he's part of something that could do you know of a team that could do something special. I think that's going to ignite a fire on him. I think he's going to do quite well here. If there's a comparable in the Brian McClellan era, that sounds like T.J. Oshie to me, a yeah. guy who came from St. Louis. I, what, he had 16 goals his last year in St. Right. Louis. He took it to another level when he had better guys to play with. It, it just it matters so much. Uh, you know, Not only just having the skill level and the vision. I mean, look, I know fans are upset about Jacob Verona moving on. Charismatic, young player, skates fast, big shot. Wait until... Nicholas Backstrom and Evgeny Kuznetsov are setting up Mantha for, for one-timers uh, in the circle. It's going to make you, I don't want to say forget about Verona. He's, you know, he's a part of this team's championship run. Uh, you know, I was sad to see him go personally myself, but Mantha, I feel like he's ripe at 26 years old to take that next step. He just, he just wasn't, able to, he wasn't able to find um, in Detroit, and I think a lot of that was circumstance. The price tag was expensive, but it gives you cost certainty on Mantha for the next three years. You unload a contract in Richard Ponick that, quite frankly, needed to go if he was going to be on the taxi squad. You had to be able to entice somebody, as Ben Raby said on Caps this morning. No one's lining up for Richard Ponick, and he's exactly right. That's the way it is. But with Jacob Vrana, I understand that fans who liked him would be sad at his moving on. But let's be honest about Jake's season. He was pretty grumpy about the way things were going under Peter Laviolette, a healthy scratch a couple of times times, wasn't producing, wasn't putting in the work along the boards, and Brian McClellan realizing that if there is a win-now team in the NHL, the Capitals are the most win-now team anywhere. You can't have that in the dressing room, and Anthony Mantha, fresh start, and Jacob Vrana, we, I wish nothing but the best for, but this was a rough year for Jake. It was, and if you, if you look at his tenure here in D.C., he's had three coaches, and they all tried to get him to do what they needed to see from him as in terms of a 200-foot player. Look, they don't need him to be a third-line checking winger or a fourth line. They need him to, to, to play with more detail in the defensive end, to not be leaking out of the zone before the puck is secured, to win your board battles, to show more compete on the puck. And that was far too inconsistent for Barry Trotz. I think Todd Reardon might have turned a blind eye to it a little bit here and there. Laviolette is more of the cloth of Trotz and was not going to let it go. And I, I, you could tell in his body language. I mean, he wasn't having fun. You could tell from the way Laviolette, and this, is a, and this is a coach who does not throw his players under the bus whatsoever, publicly or in the media. A couple of times you could hear the frustration in his voice when he said, we've been going over this with Jacob. We've been going over this for weeks and weeks, and he's still making the same mistakes and not doing these things that we, we are asking for, for him to do. And it looked to me like it was a stubborn player who had fallen out of favor. The coach was frustrated. The coach is going to be here for two more years after this one. And again, contract-wise, $3.35 million, going to be a restricted free agent with arbitration rights. He's got some good numbers. He's due for a big raise. You start kind of factoring all that together, and now you, you know 
Mantha is going to cost $5.7 million this year and the next three years. That lets you start developing a framework for what the salary cap is going to look like when you resign Ilya Samsonov and you resign Alex Ovechkin. You might even have room for Connor Sheary now. You know, I mean, the, it, it, it opens up possibilities. So, yeah, I, I can understand fans' frustration with, with the move, but I think long-term this was the, the right type of trade for McClellan to pursue here. Last question. The division race, tread deadline, is now passed. Pittsburgh, Islanders, Capitals, all within two points of one another, all with 14 games to go. It's going to be a fun finish, and I guess uh, six to five and pick them on who comes out of this. And everyone loaded up, too, so it's going to be the team that kind of integrates its new parts. There's no time for, okay, two or three games of figuring things out. You, you got to, you know, if you're the Capitals, you got to get Mantha in there and you got to keep on trucking because um, this is a really, really tough division. In my opinion, it's the toughest division in hockey. The team that really worries me right now, and I know Caps fans is going to send a shiver up their spine, it's the Pittsburgh Penguins. They have figured something out. They weren't very good at the start of this year. They're really good now. And you look at teams the Capitals have had battles with over the years. Boston, the Penguins, the Islanders. Those are the three teams they're competing with. It's going to be a fun playoff, but it's not going to be easy. Tark Al-Bashir from The Athletic. Appreciate him and giving his insights about the trade deadline. And Ben, it was a fun trade deadline. I mean, Tark called and said, that's what, you know, journalists live for. You know, did these big stories. You don't think it's going to be big. And then suddenly it was. It was exciting at three o'clock on trade deadline day. Man, it didn't necessarily feel that way, as, as he referenced in the 2 o'clock hour, 2.30. We're wondering what's going on, and then maybe a, a little inkling as we inch closer to 3 that, okay, there might be some some trades and deals in the works. So it certainly was, and I'll tell you, even days later here, John, that trade for Mantha, and given what went the other way to Detroit with Jacob Verona and the picks, and again, these are trades that have a lot of storylines, and there's a lot that goes into these, and it'll be interesting to watch, even from afar, you know, to see how Verona does when he gets started in Detroit. Detroit, but certainly so far, terrific first impression from Anthony Mantha and uh, certainly getting the fans on, on his side as well very quickly with an impression like that. But I'll be interested to see, John, in all seriousness, how Verona does in Detroit, what type of usage he gets there. But certainly a, a very interesting uh, trade deadline, even though it didn't necessarily feel that way early on. So switching gears and looking at the scoreboard from around the Mass Mutual East last night, the Rangers picking up a 3 nothing shutout win at New Jersey. Igor Shesterkin with the whitewash because Abanajad is 15th of the season Artemi Panera number 13 Pavel Busnevich getting number 16 and significant for the Rangers Ben because they're now the fifth place team in the division Philadelphia with the loss not only are they now chasing Boston but they're chasing the Rangers too the Flyers look to be a team in trouble with Giroux a minus three last night I thought they were pretty listless I mean they gave up a lot of goals early and that certainly is part of it but I didn't think the Flyers had a lot of fight in them last night yeah, and you know what? We talked about this a uh, little bit earlier than, uh, on yesterday's show with Philadelphia standing pat at the trade deadline. And then you look at the teams ahead of them, the Islanders loading up, the Capitals loading up, Pittsburgh adding Jeff Carter, the Boston Bruins loading up in the form of Taylor Hall, Curtis Lazar, and defenseman Mike Riley, and Philadelphia stood pat. And that's probably management's message to the team. You didn't show us enough in the first 40 games of the year that would suggest to us you're ready to, to make a playoff push here. And, you know, the Rangers stood pat, but they have a long-term vision in New York. And the Rangers, whatever they're doing right now, it's, it's almost gravy. And almost a case could be made maybe a year ahead of schedule. They're trending in the right direction. It's a different story for Philadelphia in the schedule 
schedule for the Flyers doesn't get any easier. The blowout loss last night to the Capitals. They'll be in Pittsburgh tomorrow and then hosting on the weekend back-to-back days. The Caps will be at Wells Fargo on Saturday and then they host the New York Islanders on Sunday. So a tough upcoming schedule for Philadelphia as they continue to dig themselves a hole, continuing to fall back of the pack in the race for that final playoff spot in the East. Only other game in the division last night, Sabres and Bruins. It would take a shootout, but Jeremy Swayman and the Bruins win it. 3-2 over Buffalo, increasing the lead over Philadelphia to 6. So the standings on this Wednesday morning, Washington with 60. You've got the Islanders at 58. Pittsburgh at 56. Drop down to Boston at 50. Rangers now in 5th and in Philadelphia in the 6th spot. Caps, Sabres, Nick Backstrom, 1,000 coming up tomorrow at 7. Coverage, 4 o'clock in Caps game day. Hey, Ben, have a great Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.